episode of FL Amateurs of Oz podcast. On deck is the other half of the podcast, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, man. Really good. It's uh, I think every now and again it's nice just to have the podcast just to ourselves. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a, a good night of no, uh, talking FBL. <laughs> no, 100%. Well, I'm still staying afloat here in New South Wales, mate. So, um, yeah, uh, if, uh, how are things over there? Is it uh, is in terms of for yourself? Is it are you guys all right where you are, or uh, it's not too bad? I think in the last oh, probably three days, I've had about 270 mils of rain, nearly Jeez. 300 mils. So, it's been a fair bit, but um, mm. a bit of flooding today, but not really to the extent of sort of. Likes of Sydney and yeah, um, Northern New South Wales. So we're we're good at the moment. Um, I have a feeling when I go into work tomorrow night, the place is going to be like a swamp. So I don't think mm. I'll be doing too much work. I'll probably be doing a bit of sleeping. So no, fair enough. Look well, at the bright side, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, hopefully, FPL sort of just uh, keeps your mind off um, things that are happening over, over there, and obviously. Us down down in uh, Victoria, send us all, you know, send all our love to to people in New South Wales. Anyway, hopefully, you guys can sort of. I know, as said, you as you said, it hasn't sort of hit you guys hard uh, where you are, but um, I know some people are doing it tough over in New South Wales at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the the sun will be appearing on Friday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So at least yeah. a little bit of relief. Um, but yeah, no, it is quite bad. Um, in northern parts of New South Wales. So feel bad for all them. And I'm just hoping with the sun coming out that it's going to start to sort of at least yeah. dry things up a little bit and it can get back to not normal life, but at least mm. um, won't be sort of treading water pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's, Mike, cr- let's crack into the FPL and hopefully we can give some people a bit of uh, – a bit of comedy, a bit of laughter to <laughs> warm up it's, their lives uh, a bit. Oh, I've pretty much guaranteed on this podcast, mate. Um, <laughs> might get into how I've gone this week. So, so far, um, I've had an all right week. I took a minus a minus eight. So, sitting on 66 points, so 58 once you take away the, the minus eight. So, I uh, had Coutinho, which, you know, I was tossing up between him or maybe Salah and then... I was speaking to a couple of fellows who were in the same boat as me and we both all just decided that um, Coutinho had a bit more upside of the two games. So stuck the armband on him and uh, went to bed and just um, thought, you know, it'll be what it'll be. And, um, yeah, he smashed it so far this week with one game left to play, so 26 points. Um, I had Trent Alexander-Arnold, so did pretty much what you want a single game week player to be doing in a double game week. So, Definitely matched it for a lot of decent plays this week. And then I also had, you know, Son this morning who scored a goal but got the yellow card. So a bit disappointing there. But, you know, the likes of Mount and Arbrosia definitely flopped this week. And Mount still got another game um, to redeem himself, the same as Brosia. But uh, I'm not really going to be too hopeful. I just I could just see them both getting blanks again. But, you know, I'll take it an extra four points for my team. But... At the moment, I've taken a slight red arrow just because obviously Reese James and Kane this morning. So I've went from about eighteen k back to about twenty k, nearly twenty one k. So not horrible books. I still do have eight players left to play, so I could see myself maybe getting a slight green arrow if uh, all things go to plan. How's your week going, Demo? So uh, I wildcarded uh, this team. I sort of wanted to set my team up for the next sort of for the next three 
game weeks with, well, I know we're going to talk about Chiefs later, but potentially to free hitting 30. Um, so I'll just sort of go through my team. I've got, I've got Foster. I had Foster in goal, uh, Cash, Livramento, Target, Willock, Salah, Sun, Rafinha, Coutinho, Broja, and Kane. And then on the bench, Raya, St. Max, uh, TAA, and Do- uh, Doherty. So sort of um, annoyed with myself uh, for – we always sort of get trapped when thinking about double game week players. So yeah. I kept TAA on the bench and Doherty Do- on the bench and obviously scored 12 and 14 um, respectively. So – had I have had played them, I'd be sitting on a score on almost a hundred with eight plays to play. So um, instead, I'm sitting on sixty nine, which isn't bad. As I said, I've still got eight plays to play. Yeah. Um, my stars being Cash Coutinho, uh, who's my captain, uh, Kane and Son, um, and yeah, but uh, I've had about a sixty k rise. So obviously, you know, huge rises when you're down in the Doldrum, so I'm <laughs> sitting at uh, 350k um, at the moment, but uh, obviously looking to uh, potentially uh, move up another 50 or 50 or 60k uh, by the end of the round, which would be pretty nice. So if I can get into that sort of um, 200s uh, by the end of the round, I'll be pretty pumped. But yeah, as I said, it's it is annoying. Um, because when you're looking at your team and, you know, <laughs> you've almost got 40 points in the bench. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, actually, more like 30, but, um, you, you know, you've almost got almost 30 points in the bench and, um, yeah, and yeah, the only reason you didn't play them was because they were single game week players. So, um, yeah, a bit of ouch for me, but, um, yeah, can't complain, can't complain. No, nah, definitely. So I said it predicament, you know, I sort of – I always look at Cancelo, Trent Alexander-Arnold as pretty much almost like double game weekers every week just because they do yeah. have that potential. But I do understand the predicament you're in where you had so many double game week plays that it does make it hard to um, and decide who the, to bench. Yeah, and, that's, and, the, and the thing is, obviously, the double game week players had some good fixtures. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's the hard thing. Like, you know, Brozier had a good fixture. You know, Willock had been scoring well, had a good fixture. So... It's really hard to sort of go, oh, you know, in hindsight, you look at it and go, oh, yeah, should have started TAA over Willock. But, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, <laughs> it is one of know, those and things. And obviously, yeah. you know, it, it hurts when Livramento scores zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's um, one of those things I uh, we spoke um, before we come on air and I was just saying yeah. how I'm in a predicament the, the next week where I want to, you know, start a single game week player but i don't want to bench one of my double game week players so yeah. um yeah it's definitely one of those things i just hate having to hide behind a couch with the likes of Trent <laughs> alexander arnold and ken Sello. so i always just say to myself i'm just going to start it the fiction yeah. is good because yeah. i don't want to be that person because i've got to hide behind the couch and, for kane yeah. and um reese james so i thought i better limit the the hiding i'm gonna have to do and obviously week. and obviously i sort of took that a uh, little bit of a risk with um, grabbing three Newcastle players. Obviously, in hindsight, grabbed the wrong Newcastle players. Should have grabbed Shah, should have grabbed Fraser, but um, <laughs> and they're cheaper too. But um, 
yeah, so like obviously Newcastle uh, in terms of those two players, you know, they did really well. Um, yeah. So, but uh, you sort of look at it and you go, they, they had the double-double. So on wildcard, have to go three Newcastle players, just pick the wrong yeah. ones. But they have been playing good. A lot of people yeah. are speaking on spaces, I think it might have been Friday night, and uh, they were pretty – they were trying not to laugh at me talking about Newcastle, but I was like, you got to try to take them on the sample size of the last six weeks, not the whole Correct. season because, Correct. you know, they're a top-10 oh, club they've at been, the moment. They've, yeah, they've been better. They've been much better. Um, just, the, you know, the way they're playing it, and they'll stay up. They'll easily stay up. Um, they'll get the they'll get the results to 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 stay up. So, as I said, I'm more concerned about Leeds going down than um, Newcastle going down at this point. Yeah, no, hundred percent. One of the dudes had to double check with me. He's like, "Are you a Newcastle United fan?" I said, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm far from it. I just like I watch a, a lot of football, and from what I've seen from Newcastle, they just um they they look really good." So. Mm. Um, well, we might get on, speaking of uh, the Premier League, might get on to our game review. So we'll start with the Aston Villa 4-0 win against Southampton. I sort of thought Coutinho, I, he always has that upside. And as I explained to people that that game against United when he made his debut, they just gave him the ball whenever he wanted it. And he kind of was very involved in attack. So lately they've... They have been getting results, but have been playing good in attack. So I was kind of hoping that with the two fixtures, at least one out of the two games, you know, we get that Coutinho from the Man United game and the Aston Villa attack, and we got it in spades. It was just he could have easily finished with another two goals. He was just a man on a mission. Just Villa in general, like the likes of Ings, Watkins, uh, even uh, Douglas Louise was, you know, just on fire this game. And, um, Coutinho had the one goal, got the assist, had two big chances, but also um, they he missed those two big chances. So I think there might have been a one-on-one that he missed and then the one hit the post as well. So it could have easily been another two goals for him and, you know, would have been laughing. But, you know, he still had the two key passes, getting in good areas and sort of feeding the ball through to Ings and Watkins. So I think um, Going forward, their fixtures do tighten up a little bit, but they do play game week 30. So if anyone is sort of thinking about getting them out, I'd definitely hold him for that fixture. Um, and another player I might talk on, I know I touched on Cash last week. I think Damo said I'd probably rather mm. him over Digne. Um, he had the 64 touches, got the big chance created, uh, got the assist and had two key passes. So I thought that he um, had a decent day out and, you know, I'm glad um, you got him in over Digne because I think Digne might mm. be out of COVID. So I don't see him playing uh, the second game either, but, Apart from that, sort of Fort Watkins probably played his best game in the last probably two months, and Ings, you know, had a really good game as well. What did you take from the game, Matt? Yeah, so I agree with you on pretty much all the points in terms of Coutinho cash, um, but as you sort of touched on as well in terms of Ings, uh, like at the moment you look at that Villa. I'm actually excited about Villa. Um, you look at that Villa side and their front three, Watkins, Coutinho, Ings, can all score um, on any given day. Uh, you know, then you've got Ramsey who has been decent. Uh, you know, Cash in a, in a, an attacking uh, right back. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, Martinez is Martinez. So you look at their team and... It's a great team at the moment. Um, and I think Coutinho's really made that happen as well. So um, 
if Ings can keep starting, I think Ings is a great, great shout. Uh, he's, he's a clinical scorer. Um, yep. You know, we saw it last season. And um, for, funnily enough, it was for Southampton, wasn't, wasn't it? So, <laughs> um, so you know, obviously they let, they let another one go. But, uh, yeah, so I would say out of this game, it's probably I'm going to keep my eye on Ings. Um, because I, if he can keep, like, if, uh, the, you know, I've forgotten who the coach is at the moment, but if, um, he keeps starting Watkins and Ings as a front two, Ings is going to bang in some goals. There's yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, which also affects Ramsey because a lot of people sort of got yes. him in. And I think I mentioned, I don't know whether it was two weeks ago, that if they do play you know, Ings and Watkins up front, that's going to push Ramsey back into that holding midfield role, which, you know, is going to make him less effective. But, yeah. Well, we might get on to the next game, which was uh, Leicester and – sorry, Norwich and Chelsea. So, you know, there was a lot of things to talk about this game. I was talking about James. You know, he was an absolute freak. Um, Had uh, the one goal, one assist, two shots, 78 touches and one key pass. So, I thought it was just one of those performances where a lot of people were hoping for that performance, but there was obviously that um, sort of, I guess, question mark around whether he would uh, be fit and firing after obviously that layoff of, with the injury. And um, a lot of people like myself went sort of a safer option. So I went Tiago Silva, who had a decent game. He was leading the BPS till, you know, Reese James turning to, you know, peak Mo Salah. So <laughs> um, it's a bit disappointing for that, but I, I still think um, – Chelsea were a bit vulnerable at the back there. Norwich went pretty close to uh, scoring a goal. So I could probably see um, Chelsea maybe. A lot of people are saying, you know, the the defence is back from early in the season, but I still saw a few holes in that um, defence where I think Newcastle could possibly score next week. But, you know, outside that, um, sort of the likes of Havertz had a day out and, you know, good for owners that... Um, Got him in in that, I think, what, in week nine and captain him and then obviously got the duck head in that uh, Norwich game where they, they lost uh, seven, uh, one seven, uh, seven nil and um, he didn't get a single return. So he definitely rewarded owners who got him back in this week and Mount was the one that uh, didn't do too much, which unfortunately for my team uh, didn't help. But outside of them, that didn't really look at too much. Pulisic had a good game, but, yeah, probably not for me. Um, what did you think, Demo? Yeah, so I, I agree with you in terms of James. Like, I didn't get him in either. Uh, one, he sort of didn't fit my structure in terms of price, yeah, price and as uh, um, being pricey, uh, you know, six point two. But um, yeah, I just I wasn't sure whether he was going to start this game. But obviously, with people uh, that. Uh, I know a few people brought him in and even captained him. So having that 18 in the first game, that's brilliant. And if you did that, well done. Um, As for other plays in this game, obviously uh, Alonso was out with COVID, if I'm not mistaken, but he should be back uh, next week, whether he starts or not. um, I'm not quite sure, but I know, I believe the coach was saying that he will be back or he's training anyway. Um. If I look, sort of look down the list, Havertz, uh, Pulisic, as you sort of mentioned, both, you know, both returned, um, Havertz scoring 14 and Pulisic scoring 13. But at 
at that price point, that almost eight, I think you've got um, some better options in different teams. But if you like to play the differential game, um, I can't see why Havertz or Pulisic um, is not a bad shell. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, for an extra, I don't even know how much Son is, but for an extra... Um, I think he's ten. I thought he. Oh, I thought he's nine point something, but um, all then that points moot. But you know, in, <laughs> in saying that, like even someone like a, uh, I don't even know to say his bloody name, Kulusevic. Kulusevic. You know, what I'm talking about the Spurs player. I think he's six point oh, and he's um scoring. Oh, he's uh scoring just as many points. So. Uh, I, I think you can get more bang for your buck uh, from those two, but uh, but yeah. So I, I think if there's anyone in Chelsea, I'd be looking at it's probably James. Potentially, uh, where is he? Potentially, even uh, uh, Rudiger. Um, Rudiger, who he kept the clean sheet, but. Um, yeah, so obviously no. He's not going to get many attacking returns, but he's just a solid. He's just a solid defender. Yeah, no, hundred percent. There is still one more fixture to go this week, so I'm kind of hoping that they've seen enough from James and they give him a rest. Um, he doesn't need to play. <laughs> um, but I think one of Havertz's goals, he he uh, it come off his uh calf muscle and went in the cold. <laughs> I don't think he knew too much about it. So there was a couple of those goals where. You know, they were just in the right place and just rebounded in. But we might get on to the next game, which was the Leicester and Leeds game. Uh, what did you take out of this game, mate? Yeah, so with the with the Leicester and Leeds game, obviously, um, I was surprised. In, and I know Leeds hasn't been going so well. Leicester hasn't either. Uh, I, was, I would have hoped for Leeds' sake that they would have got something out of the, um, out of the game. Uh, so that's sort of the reason I kept Rafinha because of his fixtures. Uh, I know a lot of people captained Rafinha, so it was a bit disappointing for them if they did um, captain him. But, uh, yeah, for me, if Rafinha, for Leeds, if Rafinha doesn't return against Norwich, of all teams, if, if he doesn't return against Norwich, if he doesn't get at least eight, nine points against Norwich, I reckon it's just time to dump him. And I don't care what kind of fixtures he has coming up. But, uh, yeah, they're just leads in general haven't looked great. Uh, in terms of Leicester, Barnes actually looks really tempting at that sort of 6.5 uh, mark. I know it's tricky now because you've got a whole bunch of doubles coming up. So, again, some of us, and I know me in particular, do fall on that trap where you sort of, you look at those double game week players more than a good single week player. So you sort of, it's going to be interesting how people deviate towards players because I reckon a lot of people will gravitate towards double game week players and not really look at good single week players. And um, yeah, Barnes uh, is very, very tempting at 6.5, uh, but I don't believe he has any doubles coming up. So um, uh, I think after, I think they're looking at maybe your 33 double for yeah, Leicester. Yeah, yeah, So uh, Not sort of in the... Not anything, not anything recent. So, but, uh, but yeah, as a punt, I, I don't actually mind him. Yeah, no, nah, sort of, there's been a bit of chatter on Twitter, obviously, about, you know, 
Vardy, Madison, and uh, Barnes. So mm. I think lately Barnes has been really good. He's been playing really good. But um, for me, if Madison is fit when it comes sort of that game week 30, 31, I'd probably prefer Madison. But that doesn't say that Barnes isn't a good option because he's been playing good. And, you know, if, if you get on early on a player like that and he continues to play good, you know, you're laughing because then you're ahead of ahead of the curve and a lot of people are then jumping on, which is helping you because it's it's – boosting up the value of your player. So, you know, I don't mind that shadow Barnes. I think um, you definitely need at least one Leicester asset, in my opinion. So whether it's Barnes, uh, Vardy or Madison, I think one of those three you need in your team, just depending, obviously, your financial position. Um, out of this game, didn't really uh, take too much out. Just I had a look at Daniel James. Uh, you know, it might sound a bit silly, but he just – He's doing the old Traore. He just looks like an absolute machine, and he actually has been getting some decent returns of late. I'll just uh, rattle some off now. So the last, uh, where is it? The last probably, so he's had a 12-point game against Villa in week 24, got a return against Man United, funny enough. and um, But, you know, he hasn't got too many returns as of late, but he has looked quite good and got into good positions as well, just missed chances. But he's looked like he's he's worked on that finishing touch, which at Man United he didn't really uh, have too much. He just had a lot of speed and just ran a lot. But um, if he can, if Leeds start to put things together, I think him and Rafinha could be, you know, a decent duo and, you know, he might benefit from that. But obviously with Bamford coming back on the bench, you know, it could mean that James either pushes out wide or then all goes back to the bench. So be one to keep an eye on, but sort of at the moment, I'm not liking much about Leeds. And yeah, I've just mentioned fourth Leicester sort of looking at, you know, those three options, which one the best one to go with. So outside that, I didn't really take too much from the game. So we might move on to the next game, which was uh, Norwich and Brentford. So Tony just uh, decided to go absolutely crazy and start winning penalties and banging goals in for fun. I sort of thought, um, I think I mentioned the other, the other week on the pod that in attack, uh, Brentford have just looked absolutely woeful without Tony up front. So, you know, the first game, Tony comes back and he just turns into, you know, peak uh, CR7 and just scoring goals for fun. <laughs> so I think um, going forward, they do have decent fixtures. I'll just get it up now just to, just so I can um, waffle on about it. Um, so their fixtures are pretty decent sort of up until maybe 34, then they have a game against United, which I probably wouldn't class that as a difficult fixture. So you could actually hold uh, a Brentford asset all the way through to about week 38. So I definitely think it's viable going Tony. And then if Ericsson sort of finds some form, I think he's decent as well because I think he's only five and a half million. So I do think those are two options. Uh, Raya possibly uh, as a bench booster option just because he does get save and save points. So um, probably like a, a good basement level. You know, their defense is okay, but concede a lot of shots, which is good for Raya because he's going to get lots of saves. So outside them, I sort of didn't look too much. Norwich, uh, Rashika, again, uh, played good, got the return. Sort of Puki, you know, had a couple of chances. Um, I think that a lot of people are banking on um, Chelsea to, to wipe the floor with Norwich uh, in their next fixture on Friday. But 
I think Rashika could actually cause a few more problems out wide just because it almost felt like James had his own postcode and they didn't know who he was and just left him to his own devices. So I think um, Norwich might put up a bit of a fight and it might be a bit of a tight, sort of awkward, weird game on Friday. I sort of hoping um, that it is for James, but um, Mount still finds a way to score a goal. <laughs> but um, outside that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so... For me, uh, in terms of uh, Brentford, I sort of, as I said, don't want to sort of like, you know, toot my own horn, but I did say Tony. I did did say Tony and I'm kicking myself for not bringing him in. And the only reason I didn't bring him in is because he didn't double. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, that's... uh, that's Because I had... um... I had a choice, right? yeah. I had a choice between Brozier and Tony, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I have to go Brozier. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, cool. So, um, but, yeah, but as I said to you uh, last week, the next two, which is obviously the next fiction now, still great for Tony. Um, I think he can score more goals. They have looked... Uh, not too bad lately, uh, and uh, I think if you're going to pick one out of the box, if you like your differential game, I think Jansen does look threatening. Hasn't returned a whole heap lately, but I expect some results from him soon. He um he actually does uh fire off some decent shots as mm. well. Yeah, so. He usually is due for a rocket every one every like fifteen games. So if you do get him in, you know, he does like well, to shoot from outside the box. He, he he's a bit better than your uh, Kenny McLean in terms of a pick. So oh, mate. We'll, have, we'll have to see, mate. Um, there could be the smell of another stake bet, mate. Um, we might get on to the next game, which is Wolves and Crystal Palace. Um, it was a weird game for me because it wasn't. It wasn't that uh, entertaining. I mean, there was there was parts where Zaha, you know, got on the attack and had some chances. But, you know, the only real highlight for me was watching um, Jose Sarr in goals just, you know, just be an absolute machine, just saving. You know, not very often do you get a goalkeeper who concedes two goals but also manages to get um, two save points and still finish on, you know, three points. So I thought that was a massive effort from them. I just thought they were a little underwhelming in attack, which obviously has been their problem all season. Um, Fort Zaha looked really good, um, had his moments in the game, uh, got got the goal obviously with the penalty, but, you know, still from both sides in attack, they're just a bit inconsistent for me at the moment. But, you know, I wouldn't put anyone off getting any uh, Crystal Palace attackers because they do have sort of, you know, that upside. But outside that, it was a bit disappointing that they benched eight Nori. I got him in, obviously, for the doubles and for uh, Wolves' run home. But um, for some reason, the coach doesn't like winning and decided to bench uh, their best attacking fullback. So <laughs> I'm still a bit confused on why that happened. But anyway, um, what did you take from this game, Damo? Yeah, so let me have a look. Sorry. Um, so for me, um, surprise at the result. Really, really surprised at the result. Obviously, uh, Wolves um, has been doing have have been doing pretty well. So, I um, yeah, it was a bit of an interesting one. So, um, in terms of Palace, 
Uh, they, I think they double blank. I want to double, but they blank uh, twice in the next five games. So for me, uh, Palace is really very much a hard pass. Uh, I l- really like, in terms of Wolves, and, and I, I know they um, didn't do well in this game, but I really like Potence as a, as a potential punt. So, again, if you like your differentials game, um, I do like Potence. I think he um, he could be in for a, a few attacking returns in the next couple of game weeks. Yeah, no, definitely. It's one of those plays that does flash and looks good, but, you know, he either gets the shot blocked or doesn't quite sort of have that finishing touch. But I definitely like that pick, mate. Uh, we might get on to our next game, which was uh, Newcastle and Brighton. So it was a weird game because Newcastle obviously got the, the lead early, got the two goals, but, you know, Brighton did attack better in that first half. But, you know, Fraser, I mentioned him on last week's pod, I'll sort of give myself a pat on the back as a differential play this week. And, you know, he just um, he did get lucky with that first goal that he scored, but he did get in good positions and... um got the assist, like just had a massive game and, you know, hauled the 13 points of people that got him in um, at his price point as well as a, you know, massive get. Um, sort of for target, you know, I mentioned him as well as a pickup. He crossed, I think it might have been to Burn, and Burn decided to do his best, um, uh, Chris Wood, and just uh, try and go head it uh, away from goal. So <laughs> didn't go in the net, which was disappointing for me, but... I thought Newcastle, they, they played good. They looked, um, continued their run of form. Brighton had their patches, but still still just don't think they look like the Brighton that we got used to at the start of the season. So I still think that they're a fixture for people to target with assets. I still think that they, they're not going to be keeping clean sheets all the time at the moment. And I just think that um, it's disappointing because Brighton had good prospects, you know, to be a decent team to keep clean sheets. But of late, they just haven't looked like that team. But outside that, St. Max come on, um, he injected a bit of energy, looked really good. So I say going forward, I think his injury problem might be behind him, but definitely one to keep an eye on. But outside that, not really looking at anyone else. What do you think, Demo? Yeah, so again, for me, in terms of this Newcastle game, it was... A little annoying because you know I chose um, I chose target he blanked and Shah went mental and double and uh, double returned um, I chose Willock because he the last sort of two or three games I was uh, scored six ten and eight so I'm like oh yeah Willock not bad you know five point seven and should have picked Fraser. double return. Uh, So it it is like a little bit annoying uh, in terms of sort of picking the right, targeting the right game, but just picking the wrong players. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In saying that, I think uh, moving forward into this next double game week for Newcastle, I still think Newcastle are uh, quite good, even though they play Chelsea. Uh, I think Newcastle can get something out of this game. I'm not going to say they – I don't think they can win per se, but I can definitely smell a score draw. Um, yeah. I think they just they, – they, they are playing well. And if Chelsea do underrate them a little bit, they're going to get caught out. Yeah, um, but then obviously we're looking at the 
Everton game is the game that we're hoping that Newcastle do fire up and potentially get some attacking uh, returns. So, uh, so for me, Dubravka still a good option if you've got him because he's got the double. Uh, Shah, uh, again, Shah, he's, he's I think he's four point three, yeah. and he uh, let me just he has actually gone mental the last couple of weeks. He's uh, I've got it here. So he's scored in the last four, uh, 10 uh, last game week, 12 the week before, then blanked, then scored an eight. And for someone who's uh, valued at 4.3, like obviously all of us have looked at target, got, you know, 4.7, um, as someone who's attacking, but his scores have only been, you know, a blank, uh, clean sheet, blank, a zero and a a blank. So <laughs> really sickly, we actually should have been looking at Shah all along. Um, yeah. yeah. And then obviously Fraser's um, performed really, really well. Uh, he's sort of the, his last five scores, a uh, 13, a three, a one, an eight and a 13. So only the one sort of blank per se in there. Uh, yeah. But obviously with the three, I believe that was a, a, a it might have been either. I think it was either draw. Yeah, yeah, clean sheet. I believe it was. Um, but yeah, so again, uh, looking at that, we should have uh, picked you know Fraser over over Willick. But uh, but yeah, so other than that, um, I think as I said, yeah, Newcastle are ruled option. Brighton have had their time, and I think um, Brighton assets just for a little bit, uh, pretty much done for me. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, in terms of obviously the Shah and um target pick, so the target was more eye test. Shah was getting obviously yeah offset pieces, getting the goal. So it it was one of those things. I think I was on a space Friday night, and a bloke was talking about getting Shah in, and pretty much people laughed at him. And you know, yeah. I said, oh, well, you know, I think it's a good shout because you know, defensively, I feel like they could at least keep one clean sheet this week and possibly one the next week against Evidence. So mm. I said, you're looking at two clean sheets in four games. So I said, if I was you, I'd go for it if you back yourself. And you know, I'm not sure whether he did go through with it, but if he did, man, he'd be absolutely laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so we might get into next game. I might let you start this one, mate. Seeing it's your beloved West Ham, mate. Yeah. So. It's it's an annoying game, <laughs> and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about FPL because it, this game's obviously you've got your Liverpool players that are FPL relevant, but I mean in the grand scheme of things, there's no one new out of Liverpool that you would be targeting other than the players you should already have. Yeah. So it's this game here is not so FPL relevant. But I need to say, and I don't know if you, I don't, don't know if you watch the game at all, you. Yeah, no. How, I watched, um, how twenty six yeah. one today? How we did not get a result from this game? We pressed hard. We had them for ninety. I can. We we were going head to head for ninety minutes. Uh, Lanzini, I think it came off his. Um, knee, but where he he was in front, it was actually harder to miss the goal than score <laughs> <laughs> score it. I think that was in the second half, in the and then in the first half, the four nails who who should have buried it. Um, it was 
frustrating. It was so frustrating to watch because <laughs> you're you know, obviously, you know, proud of the boys and it's a loss, but we weren't disgraced. And obviously, you know, we're going to be talking about Man City, Man United next game. So we'll talk about disgrace <laughs> then. But, <laughs> yeah, but we, we kept it together. I was proud of the boys. Like, as I said, the result didn't go our way. But if we can play like that every week, we're going to get more results than not. So um, I do want a cheeky plug and say I did say Salah would blank in this game. Actually, I didn't say I didn't actually say explicitly say Salah. I said Liverpool would blank in general, <laughs> and I was close because Salah did blank. <laughs> no, um, I was death rotting Salah, even though I yeah. do own him. I was like, yeah. really captain him. I was kind of just <laughs> having a little cheeky laugh. But. We we do we do bring it to bigger games. Um, yeah, so. Uh, as I said, I was proud of the boys. I, I couldn't couldn't fault them at all. Uh, in terms of FPL relevancy in uh, at the moment with West Ham, if you need a cheapie, you go Johnson. Anyone else is not relevant, um, and I hate saying that. <laughs> because, Especially you know, now going out injured. Apparently, yeah. I heard that he could be out to about thirty one, thirty two, possibly. I I don't know how bad his injury is, but. Uh, yeah, so, you know, and that's going to be the struggle um, for us. So <sighs> the only thing that I can say, if he is injured until 30, you know, 31, 32, whatever the case may be, Ben Rama might become an option, but the fixtures aren't there. The fixtures aren't there to sort of justify bringing in anyone. Um, in terms of Liverpool, oh, they've got the double this week. They've got an easy double, I think it is. It's they've relatively got Arsenal easy. and Leicester, I think, possibly. No, nah, uh, Brighton. So they've got Brighton, Brighton. first and then, oh, and then Arsenal. Yeah. So relatively easy, um, both away, but I don't think that's going to stop them at all. Um, you load up on, uh, essentially, I think you load up on Liverpool defence. So, obviously, you got everyone's got Salah in their, in their side. If you haven't got Salah, I don't know what you're doing. But everyone should have Salah <laughs> on their sides. Um, yeah. And everyone should technically have TAA in their sides. Yeah. Um, and then it's, you know, who to choose over. For me, it's who to choose um, either Robbo or Van Dijk. Now, at the moment, I like Van Dijk. I think he's a great player. I know he's a centre-back, but yeah. um, he bobs in for a goal every now and again. And uh, in terms of uh, returns, he's like-for-like like in terms of uh, Robbo. So, um, and he's cheaper too. So yeah, it's it's sort of a case of, um, you know, who you choose, your, your, your older brother, your older son or your younger son, you know, so <laughs> what, you know, do you choose the Ferrari or do you choose the Lamborghini? You know, it's, it's much of a muchness, but um, yeah. yeah, I, if, if I was to pick three Liverpool players right now, it would be Salah, TAA and Van Dyke. They, they would be my three. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Well, I might uh, offer my, <laughs> um, the way I saw the game, it was, it was a weird game. It was end to end, but it wasn't, like an abundance of chances yeah. throughout the whole game. But, you know, I agree with you. I thought it was a good performance by your boys, especially Antonio. I don't know where he rented those legs from, but he was running like uh, early season Antonio. So must have given him um, a power rate or something uh, before he went on. But, 
you know, I thought he actually had a really good game and he was pretty crucial probably to how you guys played as well because he did uh, press press their defensive line quite a fair bit, which uh, opened up a bit of space for Lanzini to operate in behind. So I thought, you know, it was just a back-against-the-walls um, performance for you fellas and I thought Liverpool probably weren't as clinical, but that mm. also comes down to the pressure that you guys put on then. Um, might just touch on Diaz, you know, had 70 touches, had five shots. Um, he looked pretty good going forward and, you know, it's probably unlucky not to have a goal. He did have three blocked shots. So I think one of those blocked shots were pretty close to going in, but, you know, it was just that back against the wall defense um, from West Ham that sort of, you know, made it difficult. Um, touch on Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know, had 125 touches and, most weeks I say if, you you know, defenders having 90-plus touches, you know, good chance that they're going to be involved in the attack. And, you know, that's a massive amount of touches. Had the two big chances created, had the five key passes, had three shots and then got the assist. So, you know, just a massive day for Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, you know, it's almost like he was on FPL Twitter because there was a lot of people talking about going Robbo over Trent Alexander-Arnold for the rest of the season and, you know, People either have balls of balls of steel, or they're just um, just very silly. Because Trent Alexander Arnold just proved that just on any given day, just goes bang, and is almost just like having a, a decent midfield option playing uh, in the defense. So, yeah. I um, was thinking today, I was I was talking to Matt Day um, about whether I should take a minus eight and uh, bring in Diaz for this week, just for a you know a punt for the double game week because. I have a feeling he might play a few more minutes and Jota might be on the bench. Just, I know Jota is coming back from his injury, but I just have a feeling that Diaz, you know, he's done enough and he's starting to start quite regularly. I know Firmino's out as well, but, you know, he just seems to be starting quite regularly and, you know, they had the chance to rest him and then they kept him on the field and had a Regi out wide, so... I think that he could, uh, you know, have a decent uh, double game week. I know Arsenal's probably going to be a harder fixture, but, you know, I could really see him doing a bit of damage against Brighton. Um, but apart from that, like, you know, probably the smart option would be to go Robbo and, um, as your third option, but I do believe that it's worth going the punt for Diaz. There's a bit of upside there. Mm-hmm. Um, might go to the next game. I don't really want to talk about it too much, but uh, Man City <laughs> destroying Man United 4-1. I might just touch on the game itself. Um, defensively, we were just horrible. There was a moment in the game where the ball rebounded off De Gea and uh, Maguire decided to dummy and it went straight to a Manchester City player in the six-yard box and eventually they scored on that play. Like, I do not know what runs through that bloke's head sometimes. I just He took one look over his shoulder and thought, oh, I'll dummy it to our own player, but didn't realize there's about five Manchester city players just chilling behind him. So <laughs> just, just comical errors, just in defense while sitting off players, just ball watching like that. I think it was Mara's first goal. We were just, Maguire was looking in the space. I'm not sure what he was looking at. And Mara's was sitting with about 10 meter by 10 meter space, just in the box, just chilling. And I'm thinking, do these blokes not watch film and realize that Mara's like just bangs goals in for fun? So it was just one of those frustrating days. And then obviously uh, the reports are that Ronaldo had a, a hip flex or a hip injury and, mm. you know, uh, decided to fly back to Portugal, apparently wanted to get in the hot weather to hope, hopefully it fast tracks his recovery. 
which I guess makes sense. I don't think you're going to be healing too much when it's about bloody 10 degrees in England every day. But um, we played with no number nine up front and a lot of people, you know, think that it wouldn't have made much of a difference. But the way United set up, they need that player up front, whether it's Cavani or Ronaldo, to sort of, I guess, stabilise the attack, uh, you know, hold that ball up and play it to, you know, the faster players, the more agile players. And, you know, had Alenga playing up front for, you know, the first bit of the game. And then I think at one stage, Pogba and Bruno Fernandes are playing up front together. Like, it was just a mess. And I just... Yeah, you had Rashford on the bench who has played a bit of number nine. I just don't know why you wouldn't have him on the field. So it was just one of those frustrating games. Um, it made it even more frustrating when I saw Mares got uh, the return. I had him in my team and got him out for Mount for a minus eight this week. So, you know, uh, City continued just to troll me this year. I got Sterling out and that's the week he got the, <laughs> the massive, I think, four goals. And I got Mares out and he had two goals and could have actually had another three. Just was unlucky there. But, you know, Mares had the 60 touches, two goals, one big chance missed. Cancelo, again, 112 touches, one chance, looked pretty lively, um, but obviously didn't get the return. But you know, the least Man United could have done is just not scored, and at least they would have got some happiness out of the game. But, you know, like Manchester United this year, they're just uh, very frustrating at times. But, yeah, apart from that, I didn't really look at too much in this game, mate. What do you think, Demo? So, firstly, I've just got to say, ha, 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 
Um, obviously, you know, Ronaldo probably did the best thing that he could do when uh, Jet set off to Portugal and, you know, relax uh, with a mojito in one hand and... <laughs> Yeah, so, but, you know, of course, um, you'd fast track your recovery faster when you leave United, you know, you'll be thinking about someone called, you know, Jesse Lingard, you know, leave, <laughs> <laughs> leaves United and uh, look what happens. Like even Ben, ben uh, Van, is it? Uh, I was about to call him Ben Dessar. Um I've gone blank now. Oh, even he's finding his feet at uh, evidence, so... No, nah, no, nah, look, I, I know I'm ribbing you up about United, but, uh, yeah, like, oh, you guys, you know, I think you just need to try and pull it together um, for the for the end of the season or else um, you don't want – and as much as I hate saying this, I would much rather you finish in fourth spot than Arsenal or Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, so I have a lot of Arsenal mates. I have a lot of Tottenham mates, and the shit I would cop if one of them finished in fourth spot uh, <laughs> is what I'm saying. So uh, get your shit together so you guys can finish fourth, and you know my Arsenal and Spurs supporter mates can shut up. <laughs> no, well, I'm just sort of thought I'd just have a look, obviously, at our fixtures because. You know, I just want to know what our run home's like, but it's actually pretty decent. And we do have another, I think we have a double as well coming mm. um, in the back end of the season. So, you know, our next, from 31 onwards, we've got Leicester, uh, Everton, Norwich, Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, and Crystal Palace. So, uh, and it's easy to write us off, but there's some good fixtures there. And, if you don't want to obviously go the big hitters, I feel like a Langer is a decent sort of bench holder as well. He's only about 4.8, 4.9. So I think he could possibly be, for people that have got Ramsey, maybe a switch mm. across to him and just hold on your bench and, you know, slot him in for those fixtures. You know, you never know. He looks like he might be nailed at the moment. He's sort of started quite regularly and he's scoring goals. So might be yeah. something to look at. But, yeah, and definitely. It, it, no, I was going to say, and if you don't get your shit together... West Ham's going to finish on top of you. Mate, <laughs> it's 100% guaranteed the way the table is at the moment. If we don't get our shit together, it's uh, just not going to end good for us. But um, yeah, could be curtains. That, that, uh, that wraps up just now. We'll cover the rest of the games. I'm doing a pod with uh, Ray on Saturday, so you know we'll cover the rest of the games then. Um, we might get into our shit the bed segment. So I'm probably got the same as you. I think <laughs> Harry Maguire is just an absolute egg roll mate he just <laughs> just played horrible so at oh. the moment obviously it's early but mm-hmm. he's a firm candidate for shit the bed obviously we'll do this uh section with ray yeah. on saturday but um at the moment definitely gotta agree with you on this one mate uh, yeah Harry McGuire so, and man united yeah and definitely i mean i but specifically and as i said i I'm pretty sure we're going to have to rename this award the Harry Maguire Award by the end of the season because Mr. Minecraft himself, Mr. <laughs> uh, absolutely woeful. How how you uh, well, essentially how Man United paid eighty million was it? Yeah, it was it, it was, it was the best eighty million I've seen yeah. someone spend, mate. So <laughs> how you 
how you paid 80 million for Harry Maguire is beyond me. Like Leicester absolutely robbed you guys blind when it comes to him. I think someone bluffed us. They made it sound like they were about to buy him. So we thought, (laughs) well, no one else is going to pay $80 million for him. So we'll take him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But uh, nah, what can you do? What can you do? (laughs) (laughs) We might head into our next segment, which is the differentials. So, might just touch on last week, uh, this week. Sorry, um, we had I had Fraser and Target, and possibly a Fraser Target double up. So definitely um, come through for us. They, Fraser's had a decent return. Still got the one game left. Target close to the clean sheet, but obviously uh, got the two points. So I think um, you know people that did Target sort of Fraser and Target this week. I think. Um, you'd be pretty happy. I mean, Target hopefully will get a return on Friday, but I mean, even just the phrases, a decent shout. But my uh, differential for this week coming is going to be Richarlison from Everton. So they've got the double, which after this morning's effort, you probably don't want to go anywhere near um, Everton assets, but um, they've got Wolves and Newcastle. So, Wolves, obviously their defense didn't look as great on the weekend and Newcastle, you know, did give up a fair few chances to Brighton. So I could see Everton being a bit desperate and, you know, two games in one week, you got two bites at the cherry there. So if anyone is doing free hits, obviously, um, I think that um, Richarlison could be a decent pick. Probably not going to get him in as a transfer just because they do blank game week 30, but um, definitely think he could be a decent uh, person to look at if you're doing the free hit. Um how did you go this week, mate? I know you spoke about um, yeah, Tony, so, but I know you've got a couple other picks that you had last week. Oh, well, Tony was actually my play to watch rather than differential. But uh, in terms of differentials, I two weeks ago I had Adams and um, now <clears throat> nailed him. And then this week I had Kulisevsky and Doherty and both of them double return. So I actually did Kulisevsky double return. Pretty sure he did. Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty close. I can double check mm. for you if you want, but I'm pretty sure he was close. Uh, Ten yeah. points, yeah. Oh, there you go, yeah. So um, both of those ones double return, which was awesome. Uh, so this week I'm going uh, – I'm actually hopefully going for three picks in a row right, uh, or three weeks in a row right, and I'm going to actually pick Shah to do another double um, and continue his – Good form, so he's four point three percent. Four point three percent. Sorry, four point three million and one point seven percent owned. So absolutely the uh, definition of a differential. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I like that shout, mate. I think they can keep at least maybe one clean sheet. It's going to be funny because our differentials will be facing off for one of the games. So. Um, be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, might just touch on D10. He mentioned Mares as you know a massive shout, especially against United. He said that he's if he does start, he's gonna have an absolute day out, and he absolutely did have a day out. So shout out to D10, mate. Nailed another mm-hmm. pick. He's been pretty good this year, picking a few players that you know a lot of people aren't really talking about too much. So you know, continues the trend of the podcast where. I think I was going through our pod episodes the other day. You know, we've nailed quite a fair few picks this mm. season. So, you know, we are we are a podcast that helps out, you know, everyone, not just obviously the people that are more engaged in the FPL community. We like to sort of help out a lot of people that, you know, want to get 
sort of a quick rank boost or someone that's not really highly owned, you know. So I feel like we're doing a pretty good job at that. You know, we're not always going to get it right, but, you know, lately we've been pretty good. Mm. I might get on to players to watch. Um, I'm kind of looking, I guess, at the Leicester situation, what's going on with Madison, because I really want to get uh, a Leicester asset in. But, you know, it's still not sure whether it's just a niggle for Madison or whether it's actually something that could keep him out for a bit. So we'll have to see, but that's about it that I'm looking at. What about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, last week picked the – no, sorry, I picked Tony last week, Libra the week before, and they both returned. Um, so this week I am going for Myelenko from Everton. Uh, yep. As you mentioned before, Everton do double. He um, – uh, I don't. I don't know if he started last game, but uh, did do quite well. And I think he's one to watch, uh, especially with the double coming up. I think he can um, have the potential to uh, return quite nicely. Yeah, no, I sort of I like um, when he signed with them. He does have a bit of a pot- potential. Probably just going to take a bit to find his feet. But if he does um, find his feet, mate, and they somehow decide to keep clean sheets or something. Um, definitely, I think he's a decent one to look at. I might mm. get on to just a bit of uh, talk around chip chip strategy, uh, the doubles in week 29, and then obviously the blank game week. So myself, I sort of, I've used all my chips so far this season, but, you know, I might just speak on the free hit. It's probably been my most successful chip this season. So I think it's best to... Um, use it in a game week where there's some decent single game week fixtures because, in my opinion, you don't want to just load up on heaps of double game week plays. You sort of want to get a good happy medium. So I think if you find a game week, which 29, you know, there's some some decent um, single game week fixtures with the likes of City Assets. Um, I think you could probably find four or five decent single game week plays this week um, and then use the rest of your spots, obviously, for your sort of double game week players. So I feel like you kind of need a happy medium. I did it, I think it might have been week 22, got the 113 points and I sort of targeted, I think I had about five single game week plays and the rest were all doubles. So I think there is, um, I guess, a bit of value in going good single game week fixtures because, you know, sometimes you can get those double digit returns off, you know, certain assets. But I think... um, in terms of the doubles this week, there's some decent doubles. Obviously, you got uh, Arsenal's double against Leicester, uh, Liverpool. You know, the Leicester fixture, I could see them scoring a few goals just because Leicester are woeful. Uh, Liverpool's probably a bit of a harder fixture. Um, Brighton wouldn't go near them at all. Everton, uh, probably worth just maybe taking a punt on Richarlison or even uh, a Gordon. Uh, in terms of Newcastle, I don't mind that. It's Chelsea and Everton. I think that you could target that fixture with one or two assets and, you know, hope that they might get something against Chelsea, but I definitely think they will return against Everton. Uh, Spurs, I think, decent decent opportunity. I mean, our game against us, it might be a bit harder, but I still don't see us keeping clean sheets. I think it's actually going to be quite a high-scoring affair, and I don't think defensive assets for Spurs or United are going to score many points that game, but I do think Spurs against Brighton are going to hammer them both ends. I think they're going to get the clean sheet and definitely a decent attack and return. But, you know, outside that, it's not too bad at double game week fixtures, but... Probably not as good as previous weeks, um, just with the amount of fixtures. But, you know, 
having a double with Liverpool against, you know, always going to be a good fixture. But outside that, heading to the blank game week, there's only the, I think, four fixtures, if I'm correct. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four fixtures. So, so. at the moment there is, so the blank fixtures, um, unless this has changed, because I was just looking at Ben Krillin's Hold on, uh, I've got chart. Yeah, so there's um, Arsenal, Villa, uh Brentford, Leicester, Leeds, Wolves, uh, Tottenham, West Ham. Yep. And, yeah, so I see currently four fixtures uh, in the blank game week. Yeah. No, I think um, there's, you know, some all right fixtures. I still don't think that that's the best week to use a free hit in because Mm. I just don't think there's the quality of players. I still... I think... I think if you – and I don't know if this is a question uh, later, but I think if you have seven – I'm going to say six to seven. Six is pushing it, but six to seven players playing in that um, blank, I think you're fine. I think yeah. you're fine. Yeah, I think um, I'm going to have seven or eight, and I think I'm just I'm yeah. happy with that. I don't really yeah. want to – Because everyone know, else is – too much. Everyone else is going to be in the same predicament. Um I'm sort of happy to talk um, more about sort of chips. Yeah, uh, I might get you I've to got, touch on yeah. your strategies, Mr. Chip Hoarder over there. <laughs> so I've still got um, most of my chips in play. Obviously, I played my second wild card um, this week, but I've got my bench boost triple captain and uh, second free hit still to play. Um, I was – I did set up my wild card team to cover – uh, to have at least eight um, double game week players this week. I'm going to have, I think, eight next week. And then I'll have seven blank game week players. So I could actually uh, carry through um, my team for the the next sort of two weeks. Uh, I want to see where I'm at come next game week uh, after the next doubles. Uh, and uh, sort of just see where I'm at and then sort of make a judgment call. But given it's only four fixtures, um, I think, as we sort of uh, alluded to earlier, I think you're fine um, if you've got, you know, six to seven players. Uh, I don't think you're going to fall back too much. Um, For me, ultimately, looking at um, where I may play the rest of the fixtures are uh, definitely sort of, I believe uh, 33 is going to be a um, double, likely double, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, oh, not sorry, 100% cost, sure yeah. on the amount of doubles, but there definitely will be some doubles in that yeah. 33. And I believe the 36 is going to be the big double game week, if I'm not mistaken as well. So um, potentially... Uh, if I don't use my free hit in 30, which I probably won't, uh, I'll be using my free hit to sort of um, load up on double game week players in that 36. Uh, If not, potentially use my – if I don't free hit, then um, it'll be potentially to um, triple captain or bench boost in that sort of 36 um, uh, for myself. So that's sort of where I'm at. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to sort of judge it on, 
when the most opportune moment for me to use it uh, would be yeah. and um, just uh, use it for happen. Like, obviously, I'd prefer to use my bench boost on one of the doubles. So if 33 does end up being um, a bit of a, a big-ish double week, game week, I might, depending on the players I've got, I might use it then. Um, yeah. But obviously it's that little bit harder because I've used my second wild card now. So I would have to know where the fixtures lie, build towards having a team worthy of bench boosting. Yeah, no, 100%. I think you're in a good position because obviously a lot of people have used their chips. I mean, there's a few on there on Twitter that obviously have kept a few, but I think, you you know, you have that freedom now to pick you know, mm. when you want to use them. It's not sort of, you know, waiting sort of a lot of people got pressured into using them in the last probably four weeks when they probably wanted to wait a bit longer. So I think you're in a good position, mate. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully. <laughs> no, 100%. Well, we might just touch on a couple of questions um, and then obviously we'll cover the rest uh, on this Saturday's pod of Ray. So might just cover the ones that are going to be obviously before um, – lockout that we might need to discuss but sort of we'll go with the first one which is doherty or don't hurty um <laughs> pretty funny it reminded me of 21 jump street that movie mm-hmm. um i think it's julia rob hurts julia rob hurts or something like that. something it's ridiculous lame um, lame completely lame. No, <laughs> i was having a chuckle to myself when i was reading it um I actually think he's a decent option. You know, you're going to get the double this week. Uh, he plays uh, game week 30 and their fixtures aren't too bad going forward. So I do think he's nailed. So I was talking to Matt Day this morning and asking him, you know, who's uh, holding who out of the side. And he seemed to think that uh, Sessignong uh, was holding out Regulon. And after um, Sess getting hooked on half time and then Regulon coming on, I think, safe to say that Regulon will probably start next next match, but, you know, don't quote me on that. But what are your thoughts, mate? Do you like the Doherty pick? I know you've picked him as a differential for this yeah, week. Yeah, well, I picked him as a, um, yeah, so, uh, as a differential last week, and obviously you, you actually can't go past him. He scored 18 against the in the Leeds game and, uh, you know, 4-0 win and then a 5-0 win. Uh, so he scored 18 and 14 the last two. Uh, he's as nailed as he's ever going to be in this team, uh, for, in, in my opinion. Uh, don't, you know, come at me if he's not. But, <laughs> like, he's uh, double-digit returning the last two and facing, and again, this one I don't mean too much disrespect to you, but I need to say this, Quentin. Tottenham seem to have a habit of doing over Man United. So even <laughs> though not and it's but I'm not wrong, am I? No, you're not wrong es- in that es- current es- climate. <laughs> it's definitely es- more true as well. Yeah, so it's like Son um Son or Kane are sneaky shouts for captain um come come next week. Uh given given where um essentially how Tottenham play against Man United. So given that information and given the way that uh, Tottenham do play against Man U, um, I can see Dottie's returning 
another double digit return. So, because they have Man United and then Brighton to come. So, yeah, yeah like one of the two. Definitely I think it's a. Uh, I think it's definitely a Dorothy. Yes, rather than don't. Uh, <laughs> in that case, yes. No, hundred percent. Uh, next one we got. Would you triple up on Liverpool assets this game week? If so, are you going double defense or are you going? Uh, the midfield option. So I probably would, bit of upside, I'd think I'd go like a Diaz instead of uh, Robbo. What about you, mate? Yeah, so for me, uh, I we, actually it's funny because we did sort of talk talk about this earlier and I know you said you would, um, you like the Diaz pick where I'd probably lean towards going that double defence. Um, so I so going Salah TAA and then one of either Robbo or um, uh, VVD. Yeah, fair enough. I, I actually, I'm just going to put it out. I'm probably I'm going to start Trent Alexander Arnold, obviously because he's got the two fixtures. But I have a feeling that they might concede both games, in my opinion. But you know, mm, Leicester, you know, Leicester with Vardy up front. Uh, if Madison plays, if Matt actually, I'll say. If Madison plays and Vardy plays, I think Liverpool concede. So interesting. So and then I think they're going to concede against Arsenal. I don't think they're going to be able to keep Sack, the likes of Saka or Lacazette, um, Smith Rowe, etc. I think that you know it's going to be a bit, a bit of a hard task. I think the way that Arsenal played the other day against Watford, I just don't see Liverpool sort of holding them out because Liverpool did look a bit vulnerable in their the last couple of fixtures. Um, last question that we'll cover is Spurs being inconsistent. Should we be investing in multiple assets um, or are we going to get the Twitter hype like Burnley where everyone got in lots of Burnley assets and didn't get any joy about it? Um, I actually think it is viable for double up slash triple up just because they do then play after this double, they play the game week 30 then they think they have one or two more doubles to cover as well. So, I think you're going to get your your value for money there. What do you think, Damo? So was that um, – so I missed the start of that question. Was that about Leicester? Uh, no, about tripling up on Spurs. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, tripling up oh. on Spurs, yeah. I've, um, I currently am tripled up on Spurs assets. I've got Doherty, Son and uh, Kane. And if I could have four, I would have Kulisevsky in my side. So I think um, Tottenham are um, – their run is great. Uh, obviously got the double this week, Man United and Brighton. Then they've got uh, West Ham, so hopefully they blank in that one. But then they've got Newcastle, Villa and Brighton to come. So, uh, yeah, like I can see them doing quite well. So I would, and especially given that they don't blank in 30, um, I can't see why you shouldn't have three Tottenham assets in your side and just having a look at Kane's latest numbers I I actually had the captaincy on Salah um but Kane's numbers at the moment for the last three weeks is a 15 and 11 and a 13 uh yes. absolutely incredible obviously you know, Salah has the 28 (laughs) in there with the doubles. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I think I might even captain Kane this week. I think uh, there's a discussion. 
to be had. Yeah. I think um, a Sun, a Kane, a Salah, I think are going to be three. I think they're the main three. I think they're yeah. the main three you look at um, this game week uh, from sort of the bigger players, unless you sort of want to be bold and captain a sucker or something like that. Yeah, no, I definitely will be doing that. But <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I, I do think um, obviously this morning Son got the goal, but he could have easily had another goal or two. So I do think that those three assets are going to be, you know, open the discussion. It's not going to just be Salah and nothing else. So I, I like it actually. Mm. Um, uh, there was a question. It's got three different questions. You might just answer one. It was bench boosting in 29 or is there a better opportunity? I actually don't mind the bench boost in 29, depending on what plays you have, obviously, because you can get your Spurs, your three Spurs. You can even go three Arsenal and then your three Liverpool and then go your City assets and then obviously plug in a few others, your Newcastle assets as well. So I actually think that the bench boost in 29 is a decent option. What do you think, Damo? Do you think the bench boost is viable, 29? I do think the bench boost is viable in 29, but, again, it just depends on... What sort of what chips you have? So, uh, like, I wouldn't go past people triple capping potentially Salah this game week. I know if if they didn't already use it on Salah um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know. Uh, but again, it just depends on the the makeup of your team as well. So, if you think you've got uh, enough double game week players in there. Um, and your bench is good, go for it. Yeah, no, definitely. We might get on to the guest uh, <laughs> quiz. So for, for anyone that didn't tune in last week, I stitched Damo up big time. So it <laughs> be interesting to see um, how I go this week. So, yeah, so let me just open up. Uh, let me open up what I had here so then I can, because obviously I didn't want you to cheat and have a look at the um, the scores. No, so, I all right. actually didn't even see that you'd written it down already. So I just no, scrolled down right. and went, oh, they're already there. All right. So um, we've got the five questions here. So first question is Alison or Saar? Uh, I'd have to so go this Saar. Is, so this is total points and you would be incorrect. Oh, what? Alison's so, overtaken him. Alison has 123 and Saar has 118. So oh, I, knew, I, I knew you would go that way. Uh, next one is Van Dyke. <laughs> I'm loving this already. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Van... like how you put Saar in there because you know how much I yeah, love him. And you're like, and he, and you I can't you, not pick him. I knew you were going to pick him. Uh, Van Dyke or Laporte? I'd have to go Van Dyke. You are correct in that case. So, Van Dyke, 136 versus 117. So, I got got the easy one out of the way. So, we'll push. (laughs) (laughs) So, I thought I'll at least give you one point. Um, The next one is Mane or Saka? Uh, Mane. Mane is correct. So, you've got one. I almost went Saka, but I'm kind of (laughs) like... Mane's had some like double digit hauls yeah. lately, so I'm like, I th- I thought you may have um, gone sucker in that one. So, um, one thirty four to one twenty two, by the way. So uh, next one uh, is Madison or Smith Rowe. This is actually a tough one because Madison <laughs> did have obviously some hauls, and then obviously he's been injured, and then Smith Rowe sort of been the same. I might go. 
Smith Rowe. So uh, actually, you are incorrect there. Oh, uh, God damn. <laughs> Madison on 106 and Smith Rowe on 103. <laughs> and, so close. <laughs> yeah, not like the uh, difference between one for me last week. Three questions that were one difference. I'm like, you prick. Um, <laughs> and the last one is Ward Prowse or uh, Foden? Uh this is a hard one. Uh, Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse is correct. Uh, oh. Just got it. Yeah, just so Ward Prowse is 107 and uh, where is he? And Foden is 100. So I thought you may have gone Foden to be honest with you. So uh, three I think I'm not doing the research for yours. I think I almost picked the same <laughs> one, but I needed to uh, be more of a stitch up. So I went elsewhere. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, not too bad, man. Uh, three, three out of five. five mate. Three I think out of five, that puts so. me uh, third place, I think, tied third yeah. place. No, so, not, so not king of the pod when it comes to uh, to this, but, uh, yeah, didn't do too badly for yourself. <laughs> just above the average, mate, so I'll take it, mate. That's how I live my life. As long as I'm just above the average, I'm, I'm doing yeah. fine. So 60% all, all the time, anytime, yeah? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, mate. 60% of the time, every time, mate. That's how it works, mate. That's how I live my life, that that quote. <laughs> um, we might get into our team plans uh, for this coming week. So I I think it was three quarters away for the Spurs game this morning. I went uh, Bowen to uh, Kulicheski and then went eight Nori to uh, Doherty. So... You know, I was trading out a play that is playing next week, but at the moment it's not playing because he's been benched for some reason. So I decided just to make the moves early because I have a feeling that a lot of people will be doing the same move. So um, I sort of predicted that Bowen might drop in price after that news come out that he could be out for a few weeks, So, um, which actually did happen. I think he dropped 0.1 um, just after lunchtime Australian this morning. So... I have a feeling tomorrow morning, I think after 11, usually the price rises. I have a feeling that uh, Doherty and Kulicheski is going to be 0.1 more expensive and maybe even 0.2 for Kulicheski. Uh, what about you, Demma? Yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm going to take a small minus four. Um, I want to get some Arsenal assets into my side. So I am going to sell Coutinho and potentially... Uh, my goalkeeper with uh, Raya and bring in uh, Ramsdale and Saka. Um, I think I've just got enough money for that, so I'm going to have to do that one soon. I'd, uh, I'd just, do it um, now, mate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just, in, <laughs> just in case there are any um, price rises or else that will price me out. Yeah, I have a feeling Saka's probably going to go up tomorrow. yeah. yeah. But, no, I, I don't mind those moves. I don't like the Coutinho yeah. going out just because he does play, but Saka and Ramsdale do have good upside this week now, and next week, so I don't before, mind Before Before we do wrap up, we do need to touch on um, FPL draft. So currently I am leading 73 to 50 in our draft. Can I catch well, you at all? You can. You actually can. You still have, uh, I think, ten um, double game week plays to play, and I think I've only got six. So oh, perfect. So I've got Foster, Dinier, who may not play. I've got James, Mount, Willock, and Dennis to play, 
and uh, where are you? And you have uh, Messier, Target, Cash, Bednarek, Alonso, Fraser, Rafinha, and Watkins. So not bad players to play if Alonso comes back. Um, they play Norwich, so who knows there. So, yeah, so you, you're 23 points behind me at the moment, but I would have to say it's anyone's game. And um, I think uh, looking at everyone else's fixtures, ours is the um, the highest uh, points <laughs> fixture at the moment. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. going to be <laughs> to see no. what happens there. So I need a win to try and catch up to um, Tien. So I'm three games away from uh, pinching first place uh, against TN. So I need to keep winning. But, uh, but yeah, win for you. And, um, uh, you it doesn't can really find... do too much. <laughs> it doesn't do too much, but uh, you can sort of sort of sneak into that fourth spot if, um, if uh, Bear loses. So, yeah. And definitely I, know um, I heard that uh, apparently the money goes to the winner of the final. <laughs> so if I sneak into the top four, mate, I could go all the way to the top. Is there, and is win there the a money. final? Is there a final? Yeah, I don't know. There's finals, apparently. That's uh, what I'm. So, well, there yeah, you go. So I can there you finish go. Fourth and uh, take out yourself <laughs> and the trainer and take the money. No, mate. just, 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 you know what? We, we, we've got to try and make, if there's a final series, we've got to try and make this happen. So, we need you to sort of rise up and get to fourth. I'll stay in second. You beat the planner the first week. I, I meet you in the final. It's very easy. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll have to do a live pod. <laughs> Um, definitely, I think, for that one. <laughs> well, if, especially if you knock out the planner, I can say you're not going to knock you're not going to knock him out in um, in what's it called um, normal ranking. So, mate, mate, I'm coming <laughs> home with a full bit of steam, mate. I'll be coming. Yeah, not really yeah. though. I'm not going to go that high. <laughs> um, nah, well, that about wraps <laughs> that wraps up our pod this week. Um, as I did mention, I'm doing another pod on Saturday um, with Ray, so it should be pretty decent. I, I've been sort of talking to him for a while, trying to get him on. So Saturday sort of the only time it works for obviously UK time and uh, myself with having kids. So Damo won't be joining us, unfortunately, but um, you'll be there in spirit, mate. Yeah, so and it, it's funny because we say this every week. We try to make this a sh- shorter pod, but... Uh, <laughs> Every week it just doesn't happen, no. but uh, no, hopefully, hopefully people enjoy the content anyway. And um, I'm sure you're going to have a, a great conversation with Ray. He's a fantastic guy, and um, on uh, he's always on sort of Twitter Spaces, and he's got some great sort of um, views and content himself. So definitely yeah, no, make sure definitely. people check him out as well on uh, on Twitter. No, definitely. So for all our stuff, head over to FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz. And for all of Damo's West Ham propaganda, head over to FPL West Ham. Um, you're going to quite enjoy the decline of West Ham and the meltdowns <laughs> on social media, I'd say. <laughs> um, and and um, I was going to say, we've still got our Brownhill bet too. Which... No, definitely. Don't keep your tabs on that, mate. <laughs> don't, Brownhill don't, don't actually... forget that one. Almost got an assist, mate. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. Been bad for you, mate. <laughs> Lisa's going to make you want to watch Burnley games for the rest of the year. So, good oh. job, Damo. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, uh, to check out our podcast, head over to Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. And remember, if you do enjoy our content, leave a five-star rating. If you don't like it, leave the five-star rating anyway because I'm sure <laughs> there's someone that hasn't listened to us that will find us and uh, want to give us a listen. So, much appreciated. And uh, Demo, 
good luck for the rest of the week, mate. Um, should be a cracking game of football on Friday. I think there's about five games on, so it's going to be yeah. good. Yeah. Nah, cheers, mate. We'll talk to you. Uh,